When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But first and foremost, our favourite segment is this one. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat in Australia. Get in the hole! Tim, mate, how are you? <laughs> hey, mate, good to be on. Uh, it's a, it's a drawn-out intro, but it's one that I still like listening to even after all these times. I did like the little chuckle at the end, which shows you're still enjoying it at least. I am. I do smile all the way through because it makes me feel like I, uh, I'm the golfer that I want to be. Uh, yeah, playing in front of a big crowd and smoking one down the fairway. And it's a bit special having your own intro. You must like for your segment. Oh. I, Garrick, I, I recorded one for Garrick Knight yesterday, which was just, I don't know if you heard it. It was Sean Connery. <laughs> so the same voice as the one you've been pulling for every single intro of yours? Uh, no, no, no. It was the short, it was a Sean Connery one. Hi, I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> if you're in a hunt for a Kiwi horse, like I was no. for the Red October... Mate, before we get into real business, no, yeah, before we get into real business, uh, I was on the text line last night with you as you were on SEN track, tipping some winners like you do. There was a horse in uh, that we both liked, Alpine Warrior. Uh, yeah. I can tell you a little bit, a bit more about this horse. Has been some issues with the horse around its soundness, and I just reckon last night watching it run. It just didn't look 100% sound once again in that in that last four or 500 metres. He didn't look comfortable. He wasn't sort of really powering through his stride as such. So I wouldn't be too disheartened with that horse. Watch. I reckon there'll be a little gap between runs again, and let's follow up on him next start. Yeah. No, I wasn't disappointed. I was um, – look, I thought he'd win. He trialled really good, as we've spoken about, and he, he found a winnable race. And – it was just a weird race. I've need to watch it again, but a lot of funny things happened in the race, and oh. that wind as well. I reckon that played a, an impact as well. He just never looked comfortable in the run. I did give out three tips yesterday. I haven't been putting them up on Twitter. I haven't been doing game plans as such. But the third one was by our boy, who uh, got us the chocolates at seven fifty. So I was I was pretty happy with that. Well played. Well, that that really hurts because I uh, <laughs> I had my final bet of the night on just Ralph who led and. Got run down by by other boys. So uh, at about um, the Westgate Bridge, I would have been when that uh, result happened. I wasn't too thrilled. You're driving over it. You weren't standing on top of it contemplating anything. No, I was very disappointed. But I I did pull over and get a a coffee after that just to collect my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, Darren Carroll tipped uh, just Ralph as well. He did. Yeah, so um, I don't get many up on Darren. So the score between Darren and I now is 684 to Darren and one to me. So I'm going to take it it 100%, mate. So I might have been the same. Wonderful judge. Um, 
What, what do you want to start? We've got a bit on uh, well, this weekend in racing-wise. Where, where should we start? Well, I've sort of, uh, the last month or so, I've become uh, Trots Vision's Country Cups man. I know the Inter-Dominion series has been really strong, but I've had the pleasure of heading to St. Arnold and covering their cup and uh, Gumbara to Chuka and covering their cup. And then uh, last Sunday at Stall as well. And I've, I've been talking a lot about the Country Cups Championship and the Mary's Idol Championship, which over the 25 Country Cups across the year, horses accumulate points. And it's coming right down to the pointy end of the season. There's one more race less left for each of them at Cranbourne on Saturday night, mate. And uh, the winner still isn't decided in either. No, it's great. And I, I knew when I mentioned this to you as a bit of a talking point today that you'd be across this because you love spreadsheets, you love tables, you love leaderboards. Ding, so, uh, ding, this... ding. Correct on all ding. three. That's right. <laughs> Let, let's start with the Trots Country Cups Championship. So that's for the paces. It's led by Demon Delight, who we haven't seen race for quite some time. He's on 19 points. Phoenix Prince is second on 18 points. Our Millionaire third on 16 points. Level pegging with the fourth place, Torrid Saints. So Torrid Saints, the only horse in the championship that can still win it and that is racing on Saturday night in the Cranbourne Pacing Cup. Of course, he was runner-up in the Inter-Dominion Grand Final last weekend. So basically, if he wins the Cranbourne Cup on Saturday night, he'll go to 21 points and he will win the championship, which carries a $35,000 bonus. So 20K goes to the winning owner. And 15k to the trainer, so he needs to win it. If he runs second, Toby, he yeah. ties Demon Delight, and I am not sure what happens from there. Well, funny, <laughs> funny you should say that because I actually did make a call to a colleague of ours at HRV about this, and uh, he wasn't sure either, and he was going to follow up with someone else. But we haven't heard back from that someone else, so uh, we're not sure the answer if he runs second, whether it goes no. to a count back or do they split the money. I'm not sure, and it. I'm. Well, gut feel for me, just oh, this is not locked in by any means, but gut feel for me where it stands right now is if there's a tie, it'll be split. Um, but I'm not sure. So, yeah, if Torrid Saint wins on Saturday night, he wins it outright. If he runs second, he picks up three points and ties Demon Delight on 19 points. So that's really where it stands. Any worse than second place for Torrid Saint and uh, the prize goes to Demon Delight. The Trotters version is almost as interesting and... I think I said this in the coverage. I had Andy Gathon on Sunday at Stall, and it's a real credit to Andy uh, to get up on Sunday after having a horse running an Inter Dominion final at Majestuoso and take have horse will travel to Stall to try and win this competition. But in reality, mate, if Andy wins this competition, the ten thousand dollars trainer's prize, he gets more out of that than he would have for winning the Inter-Dominion as the trainer. So when you put it in that perspective, it's no wonder he got up Sunday and drove to store with one horse. Well, he's probably listening, and uh, there's no wonder he didn't come to Crown Casino on uh, on Saturday night because uh, there he was did. a, a possible... He, he did. He did. He was there. Oh, well, uh, Andy will be listening. Well, thanks for the message, Andy. It would have been nice to catch up for a beer because I was there till all hours and did not spot him at all. But uh, anyway... Massive dedication. He leads the way with Have Horse Will Travel. 24 points for him. Travel Bug is second for the McNulty boys on 20 points. They're the only two horses that can win, and they both take in, uh, take on each other well, in the Cranbourne Trotters Cup on Saturday night. Well, assuming he starts, Have Horse Will Travel can only tie at worst because you get a point for going around. So That's he right. goes to 25, so he, 
And travel bug, I haven't looked at the prices, but he'd have to be about 50 to 1 to win the race, wouldn't he? You would think. Yeah, he's up against it. And uh, I'm I'm guessing that the McNulty boys have basically thrown him in there yeah. to try and win it. You might as well, because I don't know if they wanted to continually back him up this many weeks in a row. But look, it's a great prize, so you might as well roll the dice. And he's racing in tremendous form. He gets... Um, you know, he gets a pretty good barrier draw and he, he'll probably roll forward and try and make his own luck, I guess. So, yeah, if Travel Bug uh, is able to win the race, he will tie with Have Horse Will Travel any other result um, and Have Horse Will Travel takes home the prize. And I'm not sure if Norm Jenkin needs the cash, but uh, I don't know, Andy might. <laughs> uh, uh, the the, the uh, journalist in you, Tim, uh, will have a, if they tie these two, and the object of this whole series is to travel around Victoria and travel to all these country cups, and it's have horse will travel and travel bug. <laughs> like there's some sort of, there's got to be an easy headline there somewhere. I'm not sure what it is, but. Uh, uh, Michael Howard is the, the king of headlines at HRV. He would come up with something, no doubt. But um, yeah, quite quite interesting that both horses have travel in their name. Both been racing super. <laughs> yeah. They ran in the Stool Cup on the weekend. So look, it's, a, it's great to have the series. Uh, I can't recall, but last year, I think it was at least in the trot as well to find had it parceled up a mile out. Um, so it's good that there's a little side story to this Saturday night at Cranbourne. Uh, but I know we had uh, Ryan Duffy on a couple of weeks ago, the two of us, and uh, there was a bit of hope with Bonsell Benjamin and talking to Ryan like the horse is coming back from these races and he wouldn't blow out a candle, but he just doesn't feel like he's trying. He's had a lot of multiple injuries, and I know... Uh, from my running background, it's pretty hard to really run hard through the pain barrier when you've hit it too many times, mate. Yeah, so that's that's right. I mean, he, what a wonderful career he's had, Bontel Benjamin. He has been retired, as you said. I was chatting to Steve Duffy, the owner, the other day, early in the week. Um, so he has called time on the horse's career. 95 starts, 17 wins, and obviously that unforgettable Inter-Dominion pacing championship grand final at Menangle last year. So, look, been a fantastic horse. The horse was obviously a little bit more special than usual just because they named him Bontel Benjamin, which is the name of Steve's late father. And, um, you know, who would have thought when they named him that he'd go on and win an Inter Dominion? So, yeah, he's going to live out his life up up, up their way, up Shepparton Way. Julie, Steve's wife's going to ride him and take him on trail rides. So he's going to have a wonderful retirement. What a horse he's been. Three tendon injuries in his career. And he's been able to chalk up nearly 100 starts and... Uh, that into the Minion Grand Final, I think he picked up close to five hundred thousand dollars in prize money, four hundred eighty-seven thousand. So, just been a great horse, and obviously Jason Grimson, uh, he picked up the Into the Minion with him, and just in a short little stint. I think he only had about ten starts with Jason, and he won two races, including the Group One, the big one at Menangle, on protest against Expensive Ego. Now, mate, Simon Beck is world famous for his uh, snow art. And we might be talking about another art that's, or arty that's uh, met the snow too. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't know where that segue was going, but you, you <laughs> tied it together pretty well. <laughs> you had me beat at the start. I knew uh, I would. Yeah, yeah, I was scrambling at my notes going, what have I asked him to talk about? Uh, yeah, so Lock and Varad, I saw, you might have seen on social media, he was... Uh, it's a beautiful the, picture. The, it was. Lauren beautiful. and... Uh, uh, Shane Tritton put up a, a photo and a video of him uh, in the snow there, and he did look a bit perplexed, didn't he? Because that's didn't not he? the shepherd conditions <laughs> oh, <laughs> that he's used to. If 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 you had to put a picture in to describe a word, that is perplexed. That is the photo because he really it looks perplexed. Going, what is this? <laughs> he is, he's thinking, it was, what is it? Was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
Um, but uh, I just thought on the back of that, I, I dropped a message uh, on Twitter to Lauren Tritton, the trainer now of Lock and Varadis over in America at, um, at their stables over there. He's been there since uh, early October, since uh, he had a down-the-track finish uh, here. I can't remember the race. I think it was the Gamalite free-for-all. He ran sixth in at Melton on September 17. So he's over there. He's working up nicer. They're really happy with him. He'll have a trial sometime in January. And... Um, they're aiming him for a series called the Bulgata Pacing Series. It's a six-week series. I've had a bit of a look through it. I can't find the exact starting date, but I think it's in March. And it's a, a series for open-class free-for-all paces. And I've actually looked back through last year. You see a lot of Australian horses in there, mm. like Sunny Weaver and, and those types of horses that have contested this series. So he's going to be aimed at that. So we should see him trialling sometime in January and then racing, I'd say, well, definitely in the lead-up to that series. So I'd say maybe late January through February, we'll see him step out in the US for his first start. Mate, uh, question without notice. Uh, Cranbourne Cup Saturday night. He's mm. ideals in front at the top of this home straight. And Jillaby Sylvester angles back to the marker pegs. Will Jillaby Sylvester run past he's ideal? Oh, it's a good question. I'm going to say no. Yeah, it is a good question. Uh, if that's the way it panned out, if that was the only scenario. Uh, no, I'll say, um, particularly at Cranbourne, I'll say his ideal hangs on. And for, w- w- Which way would you lean? Oh, I just think Sylvester's coming out of this. I think the Inter-Dominion series has done him favours, particularly last week and this week, Julius Sylvester, because he didn't really have a gut buster at any stage through the series. Like he was held up on a number of occasions and his race come out of a rock-hard fit, but without having hard runs. So he just might sprint lane through and win. And uh, I'll, I'll be doing the Friday form panel tomorrow with uh, Dan Malecki. And I think Torrid Saint will be the other one that will uh, benefit well from this race. He's naturally going to go through the fence, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Um yeah, I haven't had a good look at the race. I'm just looking through it now. But uh, the barrier draws, uh, it's worked out really well for a really good race, hasn't it? I mean, you've got uh, Rock and Roll do, uh, do drawn 12, the outside of the back row. He's the class runner. Mac Dan, 11. Uh, like a wildfire, Torrid Saint, Julie Sylvester off the back row. Then you've got some of the more emerging horses or the roughies, I guess, in He's Ideal, uh, Bulletproof Boy, Firefox, even Major Meister stepping up to this grade, all drawn well. So it's a... It's going to be a great race, and the market reflects that. It's, uh, I think it was pretty over. I think Rock and Roll Do was 280 out to about 310, 320 yesterday. It's still holding favouritism. But, yeah, Group 1, of course, this week, Toby 2. I don't think it's been a Group 1 for a few years now, but it's back to the uh, $100,000 mark, and it's a double Group 1 on Saturday night. So uh, I know one excited man who's only called one Group 1 before, Luke Humphreys. I think he's uh, quite pleased that this has been elevated to Group 1 status because uh, he picks up two more Group 1s to throw on his resume this Saturday night. <laughs> the great man. He's very happy. The great man, <laughs> Luke Humphreys. And the Trotters, mate, I don't know if you've had a good look at it, but uh, there's 12 horses in this race and you can fair dink and make a case for dead set every runner in the race. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Um, I've got a number coming out of the the grand final uh, the Inter-Dominion Grand Final, of course, Majestuoso was just beaten for second there. He's favourite, and that's understandable. And then there's a bit of a gap to a, a number of others who are all given a chance. Um, one that was back, to, I had the TAB Big Bets come through yesterday, Wombat, and the one that was the significant mover 
uh, was Hopeful Beauty. And I'm not surprised. I think they put mm. up $11, Hopeful Beauty, after her win. Uh, did she win at Yarra Valley, beating one overall? I think it was. Uh, in good style there. She's won her last two. She was 11, or she is 11 into $5. So that's the that was probably the horse that I wanted to back at 11, maybe not at 5. Um, it's going to be hard. it's going to be a great race, Majestic race. I mean, he's the class runner, but he's got to do it from uh, from Barrier Eleven. So it's going to be a wonderful race. Uh, it's almost uh, well, maybe you take two quaddies, one with uh, Majestic race, one out, and then almost the field tickets for the other one. Yeah, I, you've got to be really peg dominated when they get rocking and rolling at Cranbourne in those last laps. They become uh, even more peg dominated than what a Melton does. So. Uh, my advice to anyone is uh, looking at pegs and all cashed up, hopeful beauty being stablemates drawn one and eight. Like you'd sort of think they'd be doing their best to maintain really forward positions in on the peg line throughout that race. I think you've read that. I think you've read that pretty well. Um, that hadn't quite struck me yet, but it certainly does. But uh, hopeful beauty flying really took a step forward that last start went off. Really impressed me. So yeah, I wish I was on at the 11th. Uh, five's getting a bit tight, but can certainly win. But I'll probably... Look, I'll still lean the way Majestu is, so just probably can't back him at two bucks or whatever he was, but uh, he, you know, he's the class runner, and his run was fantastic in the Inter-Dominion Grand Final, and he's not taxed. I mean, you've got to remember that. He's, he came into that series first up after a long break, so he's only having, what, his fifth run uh, this campaign. So he's sort of really hitting top fitness now, I think. Yeah. All right, Tim, I'll let you go, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us, and a uh, good little tee off here. Uh, Patrick says some exciting. Oh, yeah. Patrick from Melton says some exciting runs in the Vic Bread first heat. Yes, there certainly has been Patrick, but uh, I think we'll wait till it uh, narrows in a little bit uh, to talk Vic Bread with Tim. Maybe next week we'll do a bit of that. Yeah, plenty of that to come. Obviously tonight for three-year-olds, and then a big meeting uh, for the four-year-olds at Melton tomorrow night. So uh, yeah, no rest for us. We'll uh, we'll keep powering through. Nice to chat. I'll go play the rest of these uh, eighteen holes. Well, you're playing golf somewhere. Oh, oh, from the I'm teeing off with Tim. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Come on, you've got to be on to me. You've got to be on to me for that sort of stuff. I actually don't know. That shit. My shit <laughs> must be leaking. All right, I'm out of here. Good on you, Tim. Thanks, mate. See you, mate. There's Tim O'Connor, and that is my favourite grab. Not sure it's Tim's favourite grab. Uh, I actually don't know. That shit. My shit <laughs> must be leaking. Uh, always great to tee off with Tim on a Thursday 